Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast that covers news throughout the gaming industry and a variety of topics. Here's your host for the show, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson. And joining me this week, he is a Pokemon Twitch streamer, likes to do Nuzlocks and the like. I'm joined by Squirk. Hello. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. How about you? I am doing great myself. It has been a... I guess an eventful April Fools. It, we are now in April, four months into the year yeah, now. It's crazy. It's crazy how fast <laughs> it's going by. Uh, I feel like it's been going by a lot faster now since we've had like a lot of games drop within the past two weeks alone. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, it, this whole year is just going by so quickly. It's it is. It really is. Well, since you're brand new here, we get to start off with interrogations. Or we ask you for your favorite video game, video game character in video game soundtrack. So favorite video game is definitely Celeste. Ooh, that okay. one's easy. Character, I don't know. They're deep questions. It's a yeah. great way to open. Great way to start it is to answer the hard hitting questions. Yeah, first. I don't think I've ever thought about my favorite video game character. It might be, man. Now I don't know. I mean, it could just be Madeline from Celeste, but. <laughs> as for soundtrack there's a couple contenders celeste obviously yeah <laughs> um sonic mania phenomenal okay soundtrack uh mm-hmm. bravely default really like that soundtrack uh let me pull up i'll say something as soon as i go to youtube my memory <laughs> sucks i guess if i had to pick one i'd probably say bravely default Okay. Her favorite soundtrack. I don't think I've I don't think I've listened to the Bravely Default soundtrack. It's so 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 good. There was a um like years ago now there was a like a, a live concert. Oh, they did they did a symphony an orchestra. Yeah, they did. It was so 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 good. That's cool. Um, love that. There's videos on YouTube. Um, That's really cool. really love that. Out. I'll definitely need to check those out. A hundred percent. So I'll say Bravely Default for that, and then for character. I'll go with Madeline from Celeste. Okay, it's a fair it's a fair choice. Definitely. Not too confident, but I'll, I'll, I'll go with that one. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, as I mentioned at the top, April Fools was yesterday. Uh, we're recording this on the second. You, of course, the listener, are listening to this uh, on the fourth or just beyond. Not yeah, or just beyond the fourth of April. Um, so let's quickly go over what ha- for our headline of the week. Let's figure out what the video game world did for April Fools. And I've got a, I decided to pick some of the better ones. Um, I'm gonna actually start off with one that I didn't put on here because uh, I saw it like earlier today of what they did, and that's Minecraft. They removed the inventory. Oh my gosh, really? They removed the inventory and made <laughs> it so you could only carry one block at a time, like an Enderman does. And that's there was hilarious. like a, they essentially made it very interesting you could pick up chickens as well and glide with chickens bats pigs it was weird you, there was weird stuff you could do and uh you could be, you could still beat the game you could you had to go to the nether if you did something there you would get the end portal frames and 
basically like if you got to the end you could ride the dragon as well what oh that's it, crazy it was crazy up. what they did uh definitely take a look at that i know that small ant just released a video of him okay. beating it so i think for like entertainment wise that's probably one of the better places to go check it out uh yeah, see it just, it just did it in, in <laughs> action it sounds hilarious that's really funny uh going down the list starting with pokemon go uh, i think this is probably one of the the, the nicer ones on here that actually another one that happened uh ditto appearing everywhere in the game okay makes disguised sense, as other pokemon makes sense um so hope people who still play pokemon go caught themselves some dittos cookie run kingdom the very popular mobile game they turned all their cookies into humans oh gosh <laughs> oh no i think what, what they did with that is they got like the help of like a bunch of different artists as well to like draw the the cookies as like other forms and that was really cool of them that's pretty cool yeah uh razor they do every something every uh april fools well this time they introduced the hypersense suit so now you could feel what your character does in game oh my goodness that sounds insane so gear up and uh take a hit of course this is not a real product as razor i think razor's released maybe of all the April Fool's jokes they've done, I think they released at least one or two of them as like an actual gag, physical gag. Mm -hmm. That's really funny. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege. I don't know if it was actually in the game, uh, but they introduced the eight, eight cog scope. They tweeted it. So I don't know if it was actually put in the game, which was basically eight scopes on one gun. <laughs> and it looked eight scopes one gun it looked ridiculous does it just zoom in really far or is it just like it's like there scopes? were like scopes on top of scopes it was like it was, oh, it, it, it okay. was ridiculous so it's not like an, an enhanced scope it's just sadly scopes? no that, okay that's really funny then <laughs> i like that sega japan uh they tweeted out something for sonic frontiers the limited edition version of the game with an unofficial game case uh front work or at least what we think is unofficial. I don't know if it is official or not. But uh, it comes with a bath towel, a bathtub, a little mini bathtub, a waterproof Sega Mega Drive, a Game Gear that isn't waterproof, and a rubber ducky. Okay. Solid bundle. Solid bundle. Uh, Solid bundle. Not real, but still funny. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, the developers enhanced the developers of tetris effect announced the enhanced life drink collection which was just four canned drinks an energy drink a coffee a tea and water uh don't know if they're actually releasing it or if they just but they made a site for it and everything because yeah. you know you, you gotta love when they go that out don't know if you could actually have purchased it though um just to like be funny among us introduced horse mode an actual game mode for April 1st only, where all the Among Us characters were horses. That's actually hilarious. I it's, love that. It was, it was very funny. I didn't try it myself, but uh, they made it available, and I'm sure you could probably find some vids on YouTube of some people playing that. Yeah, that's really funny. Overwatch put googly eyes on everything and everyone, which is pretty funny. Mm -hmm. Classic. Fall Guys had a Twitter takeover where one of the beans took over the Twitter. So all their tweets were just, woo, trying to make uh, cohesive sentences with that, which was I'm like, okay, <laughs> not really bad, did. not bad. PUBG introduced Monster Chicken Royale, a limited game mode where you fight Chickenzilla. It's a giant chicken. 
uh, Warzone. Everybody gets the specialist class in this new limited time mode. There's no fall damage, a lot of loadouts, and piles of cash. And it's basically just chaos. Pure chaos in Warzone. Saints Row uh, announced the Made for Life edition. Where for the low price of $100 million, you can become the CEO of Volition, get a book deal, a mega yacht, paid student loans, a private helicopter, a fleet of supercars, a Saints Row waffle maker, and a real-life piñata gun. Now, if you go to the website that link that they uh, provided, you can actually sign up with your email um, to register for this. And I'm like, I don't know if it's just like a little gag or yeah, if by real? doing that, you're entering a contest if you're in North America or whatever it is for the yeah, waffle maker. Because I feel like, why would you put in the waffle maker here in all of this? Like everything else over the top, yes. But the waffle maker, I think there's yeah. a chance that you might be entered for the waffle maker. That's legit. Yeah, it might be worth it. That'd be worth it. And so I entered that myself. And so we'll see if uh, <laughs> yeah. anything comes from that. Good luck. <laughs> you got uh, Payday made a card game called Payday Duel, a whole site for it. And when it's like, it, it looks like legit. They even like had like a PDF file of like the rule set of how to play and everything. And when you go to the order now button, it's like, sorry, we're out of stock. It sold out so quick. Oh, <laughs> Which I'm like, oh, that's a good touch. That's a good touch. Yeah. The Esports Awards announced that the next Esports Award will be held in the North Pole. Lamau, good old knee slapper there. The North Pole. The North Pole. And lastly, Goat Simulator. <laughs> this was probably the funniest one. Uh, I'm assuming they uh, announced that it's going to get a musical movie directed by Steve-O. And the trailer for it was a bunch of actors and actresses auditioning for the role of the goat by them just making goat sounds. That's so good. I would yeah. watch that. <laughs> it's a good video. I think I it's like that. three, four minutes. Uh, so, uh, that is, that was, that's just a couple of the things that happened. A lot more things, of course, all around the gaming world happened, but those were some of the highlights that I, uh, went out to look for. And overall, I would say it's a pretty successful, pretty harmless April Fool's Day for 2022. Yeah. Solid all around, I'd say. Solid no. all around. Uh, nothing super crazy. I was waiting of course, for uh, the Oscars to come out and say, yo, April Fool's, the whole Will oh. Smith thing. <laughs> yeah, for pu- but no, publicity. Alas, no. <laughs> uh, well, that's the headline of the week. Now diving in to figure out what else happened this past week that wasn't a gag, let's jump into the week in review. Covering news from the world of video games, TCG, and board games, this is the week in review. And to start this off, in the world of video games... The Lost Judgment DLC, the Kaido Files, released, and I fin- I just actually finished that last night. I can say, what an amazing deep piece of DLC, about 10 hours long, and it, f- wow, really well done by RGG Studios. Well, we also got Moss Book 2 for PlayStation VR, and Koromon, the new Pokemon clone game that released and i've never heard of that yeah it looks interesting to say the least i i really don't know how i feel about it it, it i feel like it's kind of go go the way of temtem 
where people yeah. all play it and they're like, oh, this will be the Pokemon killer. We'll give them p- competition to actually do better on their game, and it'll and then it just collapses. Just a flop, yeah. Uh, in the world of gaming news, however, starting off with probably the biggest piece of news that a lot of Nintendo fans were not hoping to hear, Breath of the Wild 2 has been delayed to spring 2023. Uh, they showed off some new gameplay with uh, Link holding what seems to be a broken Master Sword. Definitely interesting to show us all of that. And it's not that much of a delay. Uh, the game was slated for holiday this year. So that's probably a three-month delay, which isn't the worst. Final Fantasy XIV's latest 6.1 update, Newfound Adventure. That patch is coming out April 12th, picking up where the Endwalker expansion left off, adding some new bosses, missions, and the like. I know that a couple people in the Game Lounge crew are looking forward to just more Final Fantasy XIV content. I bet. Activision Blizzard news, because it does affect them, because they can't stay out of the news. Four United States Senators have called on the Federal Trade Commission Chairwoman Lena Khan to investigate Microsoft's $68.7 billion deal to acquire Activision Blizzard. In an open letter that was sent on Thursday, Senators Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Sheldon Whitehouse, and Cory Booker urged Khan to examine the two companies that they say have failed to protect the rights and dignity of their workers. With the ongoing sexual assault cases and worker harassment stuff and basically everything that Blizzard has been going through. Uh, So that's, if you want to hear more details on that story, you can read the full thing on Polygon and be updated on what other things that Blizzard had done this week because it's just not a good time to be that company. Not a good time to be Activision Blizzard. Is it ever? <laughs> on the other side of it, though, Microsoft is reportedly reportedly getting ready to announce a family plan for Game Pass. Uh, this probably to help counter out what PlayStation announced earlier this week, which is their new PlayStation Plus subscriptions. Starting in June, they'll be adding new two new levels to the PlayStation Plus uh, called Extra and Premium. They're going to be removing PlayStation Now entirely and including basically PlayStation Now with your PlayStation Plus, but it'll probably just be called PS Plus Now. Uh, without the now part in there. You can, <laughs> words can sometimes do that. Anyway... <laughs> Um, so they're going to be including, essentially with the extra perk, you get the P- the downloadable games that were on PS Now, plus a couple more. It said like 400 that you're getting. While Premium will add the old PS3, PS2 games that you can play uh, via by streaming them all out of the cloud. Uh, I don't remember the exact prices, but essentially, if you are paying for both PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus... Oh, that's the other thing. PlayStation Now will migrate over in June at a discounted price. Uh, I'm probably just going to cancel my PS Now subscription. Um, cause, and then put it on my PS Plus one. Because uh, I do have a separate PS Plus account. Uh, than my PS Now account. So I do got to do a couple things for that. But... I don't remember the exact prices, but uh, of course, what they had was in American, and I am Canadian, so the price it's more expensive for me, regardless. Gotcha. <laughs> and some new game news: Heart Machine, the developers of Hyperlight Drifter, announced Hyperlight Breaker, 
a successor to the first game, uh, where instead of it being a 2D action platform adventure game, it's now in 3D instead. In some modding news, a modder has modded the Elden Ring characters into Tekken 7, and it looks really good that the developer of Tekken 7 was like, hey, stop telling me about this. Uh, it's not official. Uh, but, like, kudos to the modding community. Just stop telling me about this. It's getting annoying. That's really funny. It's really funny. But, yeah, it's uh, one of the pe- characters modded in was the giant jar warrior. So that was really funny. And more lawsuit news because this other company can't seem to avoid them. Fortnite's being sued over another Fortnite dance. Uh, oh, they're being gosh. sued by YouTuber and choreographer Kyle Hanagami. He says that he has copyrighted the dance in question, which is being used for the It's Complicated emote, which is the beginning part of the dance. According to the report, though, dance copyrights are very we- difficult to begin with. So needless to say, it's going to be an interesting case to see where it goes. Uh, One Piece is getting a new video game for its 25-year anniversary. It's going to be called One Piece Odyssey, and the creator of One Piece is being involved in the project as well. The Witcher is getting a cookbook that you can pre-order now, which is super dope. I might take a look at that because I just like food, and fantasy food is it looks very delicious. Honestly, fair. And probably the second biggest thing announced this week, E3 2022 is officially canceled. There will be no digital event, no physical event, no E3 for this year. Uh, However, in an email that was sent to PC Gamer from the ESA, E3 will return in 2023 with a reinvigorated showcase that celebrates new and exciting video games and industry innovations. So we'll be here next year. But what will be taking its place? Well, according to Jeff Keighley on Twitter, he's working with a bunch of the bigger developers to make this Summer Games Fest uh, a bit more compact and blasted with a lot of games. So I feel like Summer Games Fest will be our substitute for E3 this year. And lastly, in Amazon news, Amazon Games boss Michael Frizzini has resigned from his position. And that's everything in the world of gaming news. In the world of TCG news for Pokemon, Pokemon Go will have a TCG set release in summer, starting in Waves. The first Wave release is July 1st. And Astral Radiance is coming out May 27th. That is the next mainline TCG set. Rip my wallet. (laughs) I didn't even know that was coming out. Uh, Yep, uh, uh, that's the next big one. In the world of Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, for Master Duel, we are in the brand new season, and the brand new Duel Pass is uh, going to be available pretty soon, which means we might see some updates to the shop happen as well, hopefully. Albaz Strike, that new structure deck, comes out April 14th. Tactical Masters comes out June 10th. The Legendary Duelist Season 3 Collectible Dice on June 24th, and Power of the Elements on August 5th. And lastly, in Magic the Gathering, Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate arrives in June, and that is the next D&D Magic the Gathering crossover. And no board game news this week. We are probably in the slower season for board game news until we get some of the actual releases for the games that were announced earlier this year. Uh, Any final thoughts on any of the stories there, Squark? Honestly, as far as games... I follow nothing. I don't play very many games, but it's interesting to hear about like some of the stuff coming out this year. Um, 
this year is like interesting as a whole. Um, because I feel like COVID's like kind of. I mean, I don't know the whole situation with COVID. I mean, COVID's um, like it's it's people are we're starting to get back to a more normalcy. Normally, yeah. Whether it's, that's like the, a good the, idea. Everybody or not, wants know. to get back to the normalcy, you know, but the disease is still evolving yeah, exactly. and whatnot. The experts are saying, hey, we probably shouldn't be. But here it's gonna come down to what the next wave does. I yeah, think. for sure. And I, I that's think like all we can wait on. Yeah. I think um it's interesting, like with E three getting canceled and stuff. Because for example, TwitchCon is later this year and i'm going to that so uh, e3 getting canceled makes me like a little a little hesitant but i mean we we knew it wasn't going to be a physical show to begin with oh, i yeah. think it's I just surprising yeah. that the digital one got canceled mm-hmm. i guess that makes sense I, I don't really follow e3 i don't really keep up with it but that's interesting here's the thing i will say about e3 getting canceled it means i get a little breather this year for an e3 recap oh yeah because i covered everything last year and you can go listen to that episode we had our destiny insider jackson on with us as we covered literally everything from e3 and boy was it a lot <sighs> so uh, that saves me at least uh one th- that but i feel like summer games fest will be equally as busy for me this year <laughs> oh goodness yeah <laughs> um so that's it for the world of gaming news moving on to what's coming out this week here's what should be on your radar from april 4th to april 8th from AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar. Starting off on the Monday, the 4th, we have no new releases. Uh, on Tuesday, however, LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga comes out on everything. And MLB The Show 22 comes out on consoles. All the consoles. No new games on Wednesday, but on Thursday... Chrono Cross The Radical Dreamers Edition comes to the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Godfall Ultimate Edition comes to everything except the Switch. Sherlock Holmes The Devil's Daughter comes to the Switch. Slipstream comes to the consoles. And Demio comes to PC. PC Edition comes to the PC. Uh, This would also be the week where Advanced Wars 1-2 Reboot Camp would be come out but that game got delayed indefinitely due to the events in russia ukraine uh but that's it for the games coming out this week any thoughts on any of those squirk as far as advanced wars i that, that, is it like just never coming out i know like with i the think it, they're good i think it'll come out either later this year once peace talks have been concluded mm, the two yeah. countries hopefully gotcha yeah I, I played advanced wars as a kid so it was. I was like potentially thinking about trying it, but with everything, I was like, uh, "We'll see. Maybe when yeah. it comes out." We, it we don't does. really have a specific window for when it'll be coming out now, so it's kind of just waiting in the reserves. Uh, I'm excited for Lego Star Wars. I have the game pre-ordered, so I will be hopefully playing it on Tuesday. I say hopefully, as I will hopefully will be done with Tiny Tina's Wonderlands before then. I'm getting close to the end of the game. Uh, Maybe three or four worlds away from being done. Mm-hmm. Almost there. Almost there. Almost there. And then it's just the miscellaneous trophy grind to platinum the game. And then I'm done. Uh, so that's it for the gaming recap this week. Moving on to what we are talking about. Let's sit down and discuss this week in the Game Lounge. Covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests, here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge. And our first topic of the day, well, 
both topics, but we're divided into two. We're talking Pokemon because that's really what Squirk's known for here on <laughs> Twitch. Um, so Squirk, let's let's start off with the, probably the easiest question you'll probably answer tonight. What got you into Pokemon? Um, as for what got me into Pokemon, I actually don't know. It's just something I got into like when I was really young. Um, I guess I would say if anything both of my brothers also getting into it but then that leads to the question of how did they get into it which i don't know <laughs> so, it's an enigma yeah so i i, I guess just like i, I mean I, I my guess is that my older brother liked it uh and that i saw it i wanted to play it when i was like four so probably something like that what was your first uh game pokemon emerald pokemon emerald, emerald. okay okay and okay who did you pick who was your starter uh, definitely Mudkip. Definitely Mudkip. Mudkip. Nice. Yeah, 100%. Nice. And then from, so from there, have you just been the uh, one of the people who just get the games every year that they come out? We have to do new Yeah. Entry? I don't remember the last time I didn't get a Pokemon game on release, like the night it released. Um, Damn. It's, it's, I don't think that's ever happened. I, I don't think I've ever not gotten one. Um, just like a, overall, like a massive Pokemon fan. Okay. Uh, what are probably what's your favorite one to play through? Uh, so my favorite Pokemon game is definitely Platinum. Let's uh, go. Yeah, Platinum is definitely the goat. Um, but I mean, I like most mainline Pokemon games. Like if it's if it follows the format, I probably like it with like one exception. Okay. What about least favorite? Least favorite Sword and Shield for sure. Sword and Shield sucked. <laughs> I think it was really bad. <laughs> I think it was really bad. I, I like the Dynamax and the raids. I think those were cool. I didn't. Really? I, I don't like Dynamax, yeah. I, mean, I think of Dynamax compared to a lot of other things, like Z-Moves and Megas, it's definitely like the the worst of the three. I still think it's cool. I like some of the forms that they like introduced with uh, Gigantamaxing. I actually kind of do too. Uh, there's like a couple where I think are they're kind of cool. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, I like Mega Evolution. Uh, I don't like Z-Moves, and I don't like Dynamax. So my hope for Gen 9 is that they bring back Mega Evolution if they're going to stick to, like, a gimmick. I don't know. You see, my big thing, and, like, I feel like a lot of people are already theorizing what they're going to bring with Gen 9. I think we're going to see something new because people are pointing out, like, in the Japanese logo of Scarlet and Violet, there's this little, like, star crystal that's in the logos. That's... It, it like, stands out enough that it's probably got something to do with the main gimmick of what gen 9 will give us yeah you're probably right i don't want anything like dynamax i mean i don't know what they could come up with it might end up being cool honestly what could they come up with though like okay we've got like essentially like the new stage of evolution with megas we got like ultimate attacks with z moves and we got big ass Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> big Pokemon. Yeah, I. So I what really could they know. do? Like, what could they do? That's that's a. I guess like anything really. Like, I mean, whoever expected them to do something like Dynamax, really, you know. True. So I guess at this point, it's like, what can they come up with? My personal hope is that they bring back Mega Evolution because I like Mega Evolution. I think some of the designs are overdone. Um. But overall, I like it. So I hope they, they bring it back. Maybe give, like, the Johto starters some Mega Evolutions or something. Um, give them some love. Something like that. But I would also be fine with no gimmick. 
like cool story, something along like the lines of Gen Five, uh, without all of Gen 5's flaws. I think that could be really cool. Definitely. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like this, this has me stumped of like what po- what could Pokemon do? Shrink the Pokemon? Oh please no. Mini backs? <laughs> no. <laughs> They're hard. They become harder to hit, but they hit less. I don't know. That sounds like that sounds. I awful. mean, Arceus did something like. Agile style and yeah, uh, we got like agile and strong style and Legends Arceus, but that's yeah. really more of a spin-off type game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but it was definitely it was cool. But I, I I see people talk about like how that would work competitively, and it's just like it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, I never finished Arceus, but um, how far did you get in Arceus? I got the Ursa Luna. Oh wow, you're still early then, on there. Yeah, I I have not played in a while. I wasn't a huge fan of Arceus. I, I didn't really like it a whole lot. I enjoyed. Um, I liked the open world aspect. I like how you could just like, I don't know. I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was definitely like, I found that it was a lot better than Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. But also again, then again, then again, I really think that they should have just remade Platinum instead of Brilliant I agree, Diamond yeah. and Shining Pearl because I liked... Platinum so much. It's the best of both worlds. Yeah, exactly. I like Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. Um, probably a bit biased because Diamond Pearl Platinum were my favorite, but um, like just, they're I, they're I my know. favorite too. But I don't know what it was with it. I'm just like, man, it's just not yeah, as it, good. it's definitely a little off for sure. I wasn't a huge fan of Arceus or like the open world aspect, because um, I play Pokemon more so for like the battling, and that okay, doesn't gotcha. really exist in Arceus. And... Yeah, gotcha. Okay, now that's fair. That's actually yeah. a very valid um, yeah. reason. They to... just yeah, they took what I liked about Pokemon and made it a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, they ca- like, they okay, kind of well... essentially removed battling, with you only really battling. The only real battle being the final final boss in. I mean, have exactly. you, do you know the final boss? No, I don't. Okay, I won't spoil it for you in okay, case yeah. you do get back to play it then. I, but I might try to beat it, but yeah. But yeah, the real final boss, essentially, it's very similar to Cynthia. To oh, say okay, that's least. cool. That's so cool. It's, it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good fight. Really, It's a really great fight, and people have said like it's probably one of the best fights Pokemon's had in a long time. That's pretty dope. It's uh, it's a shame that it's like at the very end of the game for, for people who do like to just battle, but like, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, I guess it's like a callback to Cynthia. Oh yeah, it definitely is. So, what are some uh, other complaints that you have with uh, some of the games in the series? So, hmm, good question. As far as like Arceus goes, I just don't like the open world aspect. Um, I, I think everything is. Everything looks the same. <laughs> um, it's very slow. Um, I'm not really a, ho- a huge fan of like the whole Pokedex completion thing, but like I'm fine with it in like mainstream Pokemon games, like mainline stuff. I just don't really like it in Arceus. Um, I guess it could be like a bunch of different reasons, but um, yeah, not a huge fan of that game overall. As far as like Sword and Shield, I mean, where do I even start? I don't like Dynamaxing. <laughs> um, the starters all suck, in my opinion, kind of. Um, it's I wouldn't even say it's too easy. I would say it's... Here's an example, okay? So, um, I, just, I don't want to get this wrong. Let me look it up. So, in Sword and Shield, your rival has, like... And, like, different fights. Like, there's one fight that's, like, in the middle of the game, probably. Like, the, straight in the middle. 
Yeah. Your rival has Pokemon with like two moves. Which makes oh. like no sense to me. It's just like it's like it's like why? 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 That's just like an example of like the game feeling like unfinished to me. I don't like that they had DLC. Um I think the game should have been it should have been in the game like in the first place. Just overall I don't like the game. I don't like the evil team. I mean, there there really wasn't much of an evil team. Yeah, exactly. it was. It, just, it, it was, was a fan club of simps yeah. for a minor at that. Exactly. Uh, weird. And then businessman commissioner, who's just like Leon. If you don't catch this Pokemon, you're not your your champion days are probably numbered. Exactly. Yeah. It's just. We I don't know the, the game just feels off to me. Like yeah, I'm seeing like rival fights three moves each. It's just like weird. Um, the story was so predictable. Uh, yeah, Dynamax obviously I don't like. I mean I, I will say this I think the most unpredictable part were uh, Swordbird and Shieldbert's hair. Oh that was horrible too. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. There, and I guess. My, something I do like about Gen 8, though, I really like a lot of the Pokemon designs, which I feel like is something that you don't hear a lot. It did have some um, dope designs. I really like a lot of them, like Dragapult, probably my favorite Pokemon. Dragapult's uh, dope. Love Appleton. It's just like <laughs> overall some solid designs, yeah. Yeah, the apples were great. I know that people like talk shit about the apples, but they're fucking nah, they're amazing. Apple dragon. Look, look, they're look amazing. how cute it is. I have seen people talk about Applin's design. And call it bad. I, I think Applin is one of the most like simple yet effective Pokemon designs ever because it's literally a worm and an apple. Yeah, it works. It, it, it and like it's so cool. And then he turns into Appleton, which is just the perfect Pokemon. <laughs> or Flapple. Or Flapple, which is also pretty good. Pretty good, but not as good as Appleton. <laughs> overall, True. Sword and Shield was just a huge disappointment to me. I don't know. I wasn't a fan. About some of the older games, what gripes do you have with like Gen Seven downward? So, which I actually really like Gen Seven. Okay. Um, I like Gen Seven a lot. I do think it could be a little more fast paced. I think it has a good story. I think a lot of the Pokemon designs are really good. The two big things about Gen Seven that are bad are Z moves and Ultra Beasts. Those I two. Think the, I think the worst thing about Gen Seven is Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon make Sun and Moon irrelevant. Yeah, that that too, that too. Um, when I think about Gen Seven, I just think about Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, which are yeah, good I, games. Yes, I think good that games. those are of between the two games, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are ten times sure, better yeah. than Sun and Moon. A hundred percent, yeah. And that's, I think people take it. I don't know. I think people compare the two, which is bad. I think you should just look at the, the better of the, uh, the two, which is Ultra Sun Ultra Moon, and just like. Play that. Give it a chance. It's really good. Yeah. Um, I think Ultra Beasts suck. I think Z moves really suck. But it's a really fun game. Um, as far as other gens, I have a really weird relationship with Gen 5. Okay. Um, because I love... Nah, I can't say I love it. I like Gen 5. I think Gen 5 look... It's the best looking game. I love the sprites. Um, I love the music. It, the game is like beautiful. Like, the different seasons are all beautiful. It's just, like, an amazing-looking game. But I think Gen seven or Gen 5 has so many problems that people don't talk about. Like, one minor example. Pokemon in Gen 5 evolve at, like, level a billion. Which is be what they did with Black and White 1, not Black and White 2, is it was the first time since Kanto that it was that a completely self-contained had... region. Yeah. yeah. 
So it, it's it's black and white one only has Gen Five Pokemon, um, and because of that, this is subjective, I guess. Um, but because of that, so many of the Pokemon designs are really lazy because they needed to come up with a really big Pokedex. They needed, they needed one. They were, if my memory serves, there are about 156. Yeah, there's uh, a, you know a lot. Pokemon. A lot. Minus um, three of those because of mythical. There's about 153. Yeah. So uh, this is my opinion. Um, so many Gen 5 designs are terrible. Um, I think so many of them are so bad. Um, but I think, I guess this is an unpopular opinion. Gen 6, 7, and 8 all have really good designs and smaller dexes, which I like a lot. Yeah. Not they though the previous yeah the past three gens they've only introduced, uh they've introduced less than a hundred new Pokemon each gen essentially, for going forward from Gen Five. Mm hmm. Yeah. I, I um, I really like. I think um, quality over quantity for sure. Like Gen Five just has so many bad designs to me. Um, what do you think is the worst Pokemon design? The worst Pokemon. Well, my least favorite is Tyrogue, but I don't think that's the worst design. Um, I think the worst design might be Drudagon. Not counting Ultra Beasts. Drudagon is just... It looks like someone working at Game Freak brought their son to school or to, to work. He gave him like three different colored crayons and just like told him to go crazy. <laughs> I think it's like so bad. Um, Drudagon's pretty bad. As far as worst Pokemon design, I don't know. It's, it's definitely an Ultra Beast, but like... I try to not think about Ultra Beasts. So I'll say. Like, I mean, I, I will say. I will say this. I think I've. I don't think I've said it before. But Buzzwool is a little cursed. I don't like. There's like one Ultra Beast I like, and it's Naganadel. Nagan. Oh uh, yeah, Naganadel. Yeah, Naganadel's. I really like Nagan. I think everybody likes Naganadel. Yeah, though. I think so too. I think but they like, were like, "Hey, let's actually get one of these right," and they mm, did for sure. But Drudagon, man, it's just so bad. <laughs> It's it looks horrible and it's just it's, like it's, it's just I mean, a pure at least dragon its type ability dude. suits it with rough skin. Yeah, yeah. And Drudagon is such a monster to deal with in in ROM hacks and Nuzlocks and stuff. I I just hate that Pokemon so much. Under, okay, understandable. Very it's understandable. So bad. But like with Gen five, so many Pokemon evolve so late. Like yeah, freaking... I mean, we have you have Hydreigon, which is the yeah. Pokemon that evolves at the latest level at sixty four. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Volcarona is 70. No, Volcarona is... Oh, it's 59. You're 59, right. yeah. It's, it's it's close, but yeah, no. Uh, Wait, Hydreigon I think Dragapult is... is a higher level now. Isn't it? Is it? No, I think Dragapult's oh, still... Oh, you're right, 60. Yeah. Okay, so it's still like, Hydreigon. Okay. It's still Hydreigon. Just looking at this list I found, out of like the top 15 highest level evolutions, there's... Clang, which is level 49, Gen 5. Mian Xiao, level 50, Gen 5. Bisharp, level 52, Gen 5. Mandibuzz Braviary, both level 54, that's Gen 5. Volcarona, 59, that's Gen 5. And then Hydreigon, 64, that's Gen 5. I think, with like, it, it, if you think about it through a Gen 5 perspective, it kind of makes sense because you find like Rufflet really late into the game. So yeah. it evolves later. Rufflet's stats are not good enough to use at the point where you find it. And also, if you ever want to put Rufflet in another game later in the series, it's not going to work because it evolves so late. So you're going to be there at level like 40, which is where a lot of the bulk of the games comes in sometimes with a Rufflet. 
that you won't get to evolve until like way later. I just think it sucks. Um, it's like a really small nitpick, but I, I really don't like it. I don't like N, which is a really hot take. Really? <laughs> I don't like N. I think N's a bad character. I like Getsis, though. Okay. Wow. Okay. I mean, Getsis is a good villain. I, I'm not going to deny he's an awful... He's he's awful in the fact that, damn, this dude's so fucked up. Great villain, though. Great um, villain, though. Yeah. Why I don't like N, I don't think he's... I don't know. I just don't think he's a good character. I think... His whole thing is liberating Pokemon, right? Yeah. Um, that's like his whole... His whole thing until his, his world whole comes crashing thing. down. But he he battles you like so many times throughout the game. If you want to liberate Pokemon, why are you battling with them, man? You know what I mean? Fair enough. I, th- I think if... I think... I don't know. I feel like having more encounters and less battles with him might have... Would have done him better in your opinion? I don't know. I don't know. I just don't. I don't. I think it's it contradicts itself, kind of. Something else that contradicts itself is how is Black and White Two is two years after Black and White One. Yeah. Uh, Black and White Two has not every Pokemon, but like a lot of Pokemon in it. There are Kanto Pokemon, Johto Pokemon, Hoenn Pokemon. Yeah. How did they get there? It's two years after. Gen <laughs> Black and White One has only Gen Five Pokemon. How did they all get there? Two years. That's not enough time. <laughs> I guess our protagonist in the first game was could only encounter them and just had really bad I, luck. Yeah, I guess I don't know. It just it, weird like contradictions. Yeah, I don't know. I've been playing a lot of Gen Five on my stream, so I guess it's like all hot in my mind right now. But hey, understandable. I have a very uh, love hate relationship with Gen Five. <laughs> uh, moving away from mainline games. Uh, have you played any of the other spin-off games like Mystery Dungeon, The Rangers, anything? Yeah. So I love Pokemon Ranger. Pokemon Ranger is amazing. Mystery Dungeon is also great. Only the first two that I've played, though. I played Darkness and Time and I played Red and Blue Rescue Team. Love those. Yeah, those are the, the, the people. There are a lot of issues with Gates to Infinity. Mm-hmm, yeah. And Super, I never finished. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really liked um uh ranger and rescue team i I think they're really solid um i haven't played like conquest or whatever it's called or anything like that conquest is a weird it's 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 essentially uh like final fantasy tactics or fire emblem yeah i never played it i think my brother did i just i don't know i never got into it the the ransay region i mean the whole thing is the region shaped like arceus Oh really? That's yeah, because like because at the very end of the game, spoilers, but it's, it's it's such an old game that like it's just like yeah, no, you're fine. Uh, you get Arceus for the final boss, and then when you beat it, it's like oh hey, uh, now you can uh do every other side character story. Oh, it's like wait what? Okay, and then I stopped playing. I did yeah. like maybe two or three characters side uh, campaigns, and I stopped. Mm-hmm. Seems like a relatively like in depth game, but it has a lot of content. But it was really just not for me. I think I was yeah, kind of just fair. slugging through it just because I could. Yeah, honestly, makes sense. I really enjoy Coliseum and uh, XD. Those are two Ooh, of my. I actually hate those games. <laughs> Real? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Why? I do what I um, want to hear this. I think they were good when they came out. Okay, or, fair well, enough. Well, I think they were potentially enjoyable when they came out. I don't think they were good. Um. I think if uh, the way I see it is if I never played them as a kid, trying to play them as an adult is impossible. I swear. Um, 
maybe I'm just like really picky with Pokemon, but I swear they just either aged horribly or they were never good. I don't know. Like, I don't like Shadow Pokemon. I don't like the concept. Um, yeah, I okay. Like, I think the story is like way, way, way too cheesy. None of the characters are really memorable to me. I, I I mean, there's one memorable character. Yeah, 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 of course. Of course. It's, it's, it's Mirror B. Mirror B, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, there is Mirror one memor- the that is the one memorable yeah. thing that everybody will get out of those games. Is Mirror, Mirror B's B. the go, yeah, for sure. Um, but I don't know, I just, I, I've never been a huge fan of those games. Uh, which I, is like the opinion I get the most hate for, so. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it took me back, uh, back a little bit, because actually... Call, uh, XD no Coliseum was my first Pokemon game now oh, granted yeah, okay. I was however old at the time and had no clue how to play it and I'm just like I hit the Zigzagoon and <laughs> yeah. then I got to Phoenix City ran around and that's really about as far as I got as a child renting that uh, game yeah I tried to play through it like a year ago and I, they have a really bad time explaining things to you so it's like really difficult to understand where to go a lot of the time sometimes um, yes i will agree with that like figuring out where you go next if you like especially if you like skip over text and it's really only in the one text yeah, box exactly. and talking to them again doesn't help you yeah i will agree with that mm-hmm. i i just not for me hey fair enough uh i'm trying to think what other oh battle revolution that's another battle Revolution's cool i never played the i don't think there's like much of a story it, there really isn't it's, it was more of the hey let's get your the simulation Pokemon yeah. on the wii that was so cool the whole being able to like fight with your teams on the wii with like different graphics that's like the coolest thing ever i love that as for the game itself i mean i don't think it's good right i mean there's it's, no it's, way it's, yeah. it's competitive pokemon against ai or players yeah that was really about it I mean, it, it wasn't like revolutionary. It was cool to see, mm-hmm. but it wasn't yeah. revolutionary. I really like the whole simulation uh, aspect with like your own teams and stuff. That's cool. Uh, one other spinoff series I do want to bring up because it's one of my favorites is the Rumble series. I never played that. Okay. It's, yeah, I never played it. Rumble is, I always find that Rumble is probably one of the most obscure, but always like it, it warms my heart whenever I hear people talk about it. Because the original Rumble was a WiiWare title, uh, and you could only really down—you could only download it on the Wii. And I think the only way to really get it now is unless you have a Wii that had it. Is I believe the Reconnect Twenty Four service to get access to all that stuff again. Uh, and then the sequel, uh, Rumble Blast on the 3DS, was even better because it had all the toy forms of every Pokemon up to Gen Five, which is what was up to that point. I actually have that game. I just never played it. It's a, it's a, that one, I, I encourage that one. Rumble Blast, okay. if you, it's very simple. You only get, like, your Pokemon, you only learn up to two attacks, but your goal is to just, like, go through hordes of, like, these toy Pokemon area to area, fight the boss at the end of the area, and That's just cool. unlock various toy Pokemon to use on your journey. That's pretty neat, yeah. It's That's really cool. cool. There was, it, the story for it is, like, cheesy, but, like, it's, with how they made, like, they make you think they uh, like your villain is like Cobalion. Okay, gotcha. That's cool. And uh, but he like there's actually like an even bigger villain, and it's it, stuff happens. It's it's it is cool. It's really dope. But then literally after Blast, uh, the other three Rumble games they made after that were not good. Oh no! At like the next one, one, the next one that came out was the one that was on the Wii U, which I think was just called Pokemon Rumble U, and that's what they. 
That's the game that kind of started Amiibos because they used the NFC figures. Oh, okay. But it was before Amiibos. So I think they're even rarer to oh, find right. now. And they're like super expensive just because I think there were like limited amounts of those. Yeah, that's weird. But yeah, it was bad. It was it it's was on the Wii U. Bad. It makes it's sense. It's on the Wii U. It was it was bad. And then the one they released after that was on the 3DS again, but when they initially released it, it was a you could only do certain much per day unless you paid because they made oh, it free no. to play. They eventually then made it so like if you made X amount of payments, you then had the full game. Or you mm-hmm. could just buy the game as a physical copy with no microtransactions at all. And it was just like gotcha yeah it kind of just huh. ruined it and then there was the there was the mobile game but then that got uh taken off it's no longer there damn well at least there's one diamond in the rough you know there was there was there, i mean the first game is great too the first game is just there's no real story it's just fight get pokemon toys at the stronger lever take on the battle royales progress to the top that was it and the first one only had pokemon from generation one and generation four Oh, that's weird. <laughs> that's because it was around the time of the... I think it was around the Diamond Pearl release and all that mm-hmm. stuff, which yeah, is yeah, why. Yeah, that makes sense. But it was, it was cool. I liked it because of that. It was simple. Uh, still one of my... Definitely definitely one of my favorite Pokemon games. Um, Is there anything else you want to add about casual Pokemon before we get into the challenge side of things? Not that I can think of. Casual? I'm, I'm not... I don't know. I think I've covered most of it. All right, moving on then. Let's start with this. Uh, for people who don't know, what is a Nuzlocke? So a Nuzlocke at its core is where you play through a Pokemon game. It can be any game. Um, and you play by two main rules. And that is that if a Pokemon faints, it's considered dead. And you can no longer use it in battle at all. And two, you can only catch the first Pokemon you find on each route. There are certain rule sets you can use among that uh, to make it even harder or easier, depending on like what you want to do. Uh, it's all a preference thing. That those are the two things that like define a Nuzlocke. Right. Uh, you're currently in a Nuzlocke on your Twitch channel. Uh, why don't you tell us a bit about that? So what I'm doing now, a game came out uh, a week ago, as of today, I think, called. Blaze Black 2 Redux. And what it is, is it's a modernization of another ROM hack that came out years ago, like 2013 maybe, um, called Blaze Black 2. And Blaze Black 2 is the sequel to Blaze Black 1. Obviously, it's a ROM hack of Black 2 and White 2. Um, okay. But basically, what Blaze Black 2 did is it made it a lot harder, made the challenge mode a lot harder. It um, added every Pokemon up to that point. And overall, like, modernized it to 2013. But as it's 2022 now, that's outdated. There was no fairy type back then, um, all this stuff. So Blaze Black 2 Redux is a modernization of an old ROM hack. Oh. Um, it adds the fairy type. It adds moves all the way up to Legends Arceus. Um, oh, so wow. stuff like, notably, Headlong Rush is in the game. Uh, I think that's an Arceus move. Um, that's the one I've seen a lot of. But, like... All the Gen 8 moves, um, no, I guess not all of them, but a lot of the Gen 8 moves, the, the Arceus moves, stuff like that are in the game. A lot of Pokemon have changed typings, like, for example, Rapidash is Fire Fairy. The Monoline oh. is Psychic Fairy. Um, 
Sceptile gets a Dragon type. Stuff like that. Uh, Meganium gets the Fairy typing. Um, and there's like a lot of changes. Uh, a lot of changes. Uh, it's really popular right now within the Nuzlocke community. Uh, and specifically, the challenge mode is really popular because it's really difficult. I have my opinions on the challenge mode. I think it is balanced horribly. Uh, but nonetheless, it is still a challenge and I am doing it on my channel because that's what I do. Um, but my rule specifically when I do Nuzlocke is I do what's called Hardcore Plus Nuzlocke mostly. It, it means the two main Nuzlocke rules of first encounter per route and permadeath, as well as uh, capping for every gym leader. So I cannot go above the gym leader's highest level Pokemon. No items in battle. I have to play on set mode, uh, so no switch mode. Um, I cannot use setup moves like Nasty Plot, Dragon Dance, Swords Dance, stuff like that. Um, I cannot use weather, so no drizzle, no drought, no sand stream, stuff like that. I think that's everything. Those are my, my main rules. My god. So it's it's pretty hardcore. It's what we call a hardcore plus Nuzlocke. The main rules, though, for hardcore Nuzlocke are level caps, set mode, and no items in battle. Yeah, that's... That's like, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Like I, I, recently, like just like when I play Pokemon now, I was like, I put it on set mode because I'm like, I, I, I have more fun with it now. Like it adds a bit more of that difficulty to Pokemon games. Yeah, for sure. Missing. I mean, I'm but a big advocate Jesus for playing. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a huge advocate else. for playing however you want to. Like even if you're doing challenge runs, just play however you want. Um, this is how I have fun. I personally think set mode is how people would have the most fun playing Pokemon. Uh, I think Switch gives you like way too much of an advantage, but like, if you're going to play on Switch mode, I don't care. Do your thing. But, like, in, in Blaze Black 2 Redux, for example, like, every gym has six Pokemon. Like, Charon, the first gym leader, has six Pokemon. He's a Porygon. He's a Munchlax. Uh, that's level 14 is the highest you can be for that. I actually cap at 15 for that one because 14 is way, way, way too hard. Way too tedious. You don't get enough encounters for it. Stuff like that. But um, some of the gyms in the game are pretty insane. It, it's been a really fun challenge for the most huh. part. And how far are you, are you in your uh, most current run of it? So right now, I just beat Clay last night. Okay. Um, so five badges, which is uh, the farthest I've gone. So that's good. How many attempts have you made on this so far? This is my eighth attempt. Jeez. Where have your other attempts died? So most of them die really early um, because the early game is pretty, pretty bad. Uh, it's like... If you get if you don't get a specific few encounters, you probably lose. Um Charon and Roxy are both really difficult. Roxy specifically has some really unfair stuff. Berg is also really, really unfair. I, I've lost a couple attempts to Berg. But usually in the early game. Um I had one run bleed out. I kept losing Pokemon, which led to more Pokemon being lost, so I uh, so I, I technically beat Clay, but I had three Pokemon left, so I just I reset. And now we're back there. Um, that's probably my other farthest run. Okay. But most runs die early game. Okay. That's not that bad then. Yeah. It, it can be pretty frustrating depending on um, depending on what encounters you have, but it's it's a nice challenge for sure. I think I've gotten my rule set to where it's it's a lot more enjoyable. That's good. Well, what other Nuzlocke's have you done in the past? So on my channel, I've I, I do ROM hacks. Uh, I don't really do vanilla games anymore, but I, I do ROM hacks. So uh, the first ROM hack Nuzlocke I ever completed on my channel was a Renegade Platinum Hardcore Nuzlocke. Um, I think I took me ten attempts to beat that. 
Uh, that was a little over a year ago. Um, I completed Blaze Black 2, Hardcore Nuzlocke, which is the predecessor to this game. After that, I believe I completed Radical Red, which is one people might have heard of. Uh, yes, I've, I've heard Hardcore. of Renegade Platinum and I heard of Radi- um, yeah. Rad- Radical Red. <laughs> Those are two of the popular ones. Radical Red is cool because it's a fire red ROM hack that has Gen 8 Pokemon, modernized movesets, like everything from Gen 8, but it's in the style of fire red, which is really cool. It's really hard. The Elite Four has Zacian and like Uber's Pokemon and stuff like that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, I completed that at the end of last year. I beat one called Inclement Emerald, which is a similar... Um, similar to Radical Red, it has up to Gen 7 Pokemon, and it's an Emerald ROM hack. Uh, really, really cool, one of my favorites. And then, probably my most impressive is I did Renegade Platinum Hardcore Plus at the beginning of this year. When I beat it originally, I did Renegade Platinum Hardcore. It was pretty much just no um, no items in battle, set mode, and then the normal uh, Nuzlocke rules. But this one, I, I did all the normal rules. I didn't allow setup. Um, so I couldn't set up and sweep teams. Uh, I didn't allow weather. I didn't allow light screen, reflect, stealth rocks, protect. So no field moves. Yeah, stuff like that, unless the Pokemon learns about level up. Okay. Which changes things a lot. And that was a really, really tough one. That That's that, what got my channel going mostly. That one was really tough. Okay. Um, but we beat it in February, and it was... Uh, beautiful. It was a lot of fun. I love Renegade Platinum. And then after that, the most recent game I've completed was Blaze Black 1 with Hardcore Nuzlocke rules, and I beat that in I think four attempts or something, which is pretty pretty nuts. That's yeah, that's, that sounds yeah. like that's on the low side of things. Yeah, that's considered one of the else. one of the harder games, so four attempts, I'm proud of myself. It was either four or six, I don't remember. Well, you hear here first, folks, squirk goaded. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a little, just a little, just a little, just a little. I don't think. I mean, what what drew you? What's what's the draw for you for a Nuzlocke? Like, what's the draw? Um, what do you mean exactly? Like, uh, like what? Where, like, what makes you want to do these compared to like just playing normally? I'm really competitive at at heart, and I haven't really. It, it's like my competitive outlet, right? Um, I'm competing against myself. I, like, I've always done like some competitive thing whether it was like competing in like whatever um, but like i haven't and i i've, I've kind of quit all that so nuzlocks fill my competitive desire and it's it's just i don't know it's really addicting uh it fuels me it's it's stream <laughs> content it's it's just something i really like so um i don't know it's just like it's just like it fulfills me the competitiveness inside me oh, okay no i like that I, I, because I, I definitely, like, I look at Nuzlocke and I'm like, I don't think I could ever do that. I say, I say that to myself. I probably could, but I would probably just do like a vanilla game standard. Maybe like, ha- what are your thoughts on randomizers? Randomizers are cool. I've never done one. Um, I think it's, it's, it's definitely a lot of fun. That's like, I would probably do like a vanilla game with a randomizer. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Honestly, I think you should. Uh, but. Yeah, that's uh, like the ROM. The ROM hacks for an, and a Nuzlocke. I don't think I could ever do that. <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're definitely a lot a lot more tough. I think those like, are I fun. Like I would play the, I would play the ROM hack normally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should honestly. They're a lot of fun. They definitely they definitely sound like I feel like that would be like a good way for me to go back to some of the older games 
because i think oh, some definitely. of the older games do suffer from being too easy especially like now that i'm like older and like no shit it makes you think a bit more instead of just flamethrower flamethrower yeah flamethrower. Oh, i think um for example like blaze black 2 redux that just came out phenomenal casual game for sure um like having like legends arceus moves in a gen 5 style game it's gotta be like the coolest thing ever i know if i was like a casual pokemon player i would absolutely love that i would definitely recommend it it's really cool and like the fairy typing and stuff just overall like such a cool game such a cool concept and like radical red too what are some rom hacks uh you wouldn't recommend that or are your least favorite since we since we have like a good grasp of what your favorites are what about least favorites <laughs> so there's there's a game i've played on my stream recently called vintage white um and what vintage white is is it's a rom hack of pokemon white that it only has up to gen 3 pokemon so there's no gen 4 or 5 pokemon oh okay. with the exception of like yon mega weavile stuff that like evolves from oh, okay gotcha, gen 1 gotcha. Two pokemon but it's it's cool like it's a cool concept there's a lot of uh type changes that may or may not make sense like pidgeot is an electric flying type what um yeah <laughs> don't understand that one too much but uh it's yellow i guess <laughs> so <that's cool>. uh, <laughs> it's yellow um, it must have yeah. lightning <laughs> like electrode gets the steel typing steel electric uh, i could I, I, that one's see it's uh, still yeah weird, it's, it's pushing it bad it's, pl- it's definitely uh, yeah. pushing it Meganium gets the psychic typing arbox poison dragon what um yeah th- th- it's like it's it is made by a nuzlocker so it, it's a nuzlocke game i would not recommend it casually <laughs> i have played it it is not fun casually oh but cargo's a water type fire water what uh, yeah <laughs> yeah it's interesting he gets no! water absorbed too that's it's it's, it's yeah it is a, it's a tough game it's definitely like made to be nuzlocke and because of that it's like i have a weird relationship with it i kind of like it um it's fun but just like don't play it casually. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably my least favorite Romac I've played. Speaking of playing it casually, when you prepare to do like a new Nuzlocke in a game, do you play the said ROM hack beforehand, like casually to know what to expect? Usually, or? no. I don't think I ever had. With Renegade Platinum, the first one I ever played, the, that's what got me into Nuzlocking is I was playing that casually. And I found um, Pokemon Challenges through that. He's a big YouTuber streamer, if you know him. He's probably the biggest Nuzlocker. Okay. Um, I found his Renegade Platinum videos, and he was nuzlocking, and I was like, "That sounds really cool." Uh, and I watched a lot of his videos, and I was like, "Okay, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a Leaf Green nuzlocke on my channel." And then once I beat that, and I'm like comfortable with hardcore nuzlocks, I'm gonna do Renegade Platinum. Okay. Uh, that's exactly what I did, uh, and it, it ended up being like really fun. Um, and now here I am doing nuzlocks uh, <laughs> on Twitch, but like. With Renegade Platinum, I didn't beat it. I just I started playing it. Actually, you know, now that I think about it, I did a Nuzlocke, but I was using potions and stuff, so it wasn't exactly a hardcore Nuzlocke uh, by my rules now. Yeah, yeah I remember. Just, I remember wiping. Yeah, rules. I remember losing that. Um, but still, it, it was like that's what got me into it. Um, so I guess kind of, um, kind of, but like you mostly for the most part when you're starting a new one, you kind of just jump in blind, look, read up on yeah, like exactly. what the heck offers, and then just kind of jump into it. Pretty much exactly. Aside from Nuzlocke, are there any other like big Pokemon challenges that do exist? Um, there are yes. So there's obviously speedruns. Yeah, um, there's something called Kaizo Ironmon, which I'm not 
I'm familiar with the term Kaizo because I've Kaizo because of Kaizo Mario and stuff like that. But what is this? What Kaizo Ironmon is? Let me see if I remember. It's every, I think literally everything is randomized. Oh, or from the Pokemon routes, the items. Yeah, everything is randomized, everything. and every trainer has like double your levels or something. I I don't know exactly. It's like double your levels. Oh, no. it, it, it's like insanely hard. Like I know there's people who are like three thousand plus attempts. I don't do Kaizo Ironmon. Would uh, you ever play through it just like casually? I don't to know see how how you would fare. I'm not sure. I mean, I've never done a randomizer even, so maybe. But it's pretty nuts. I want to say there's like. I know the trainers are a higher level Pokemon than you, but I don't know by how much. Probably like I would say probably like maybe ten levels. At yeah, the most it's it's pretty insane. Like everything's randomized. Um, everything abilities, moves, um, oh, and items. abilities. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. You uh, know what? That that sounds just the like pure chaos that it offers. I don't think I would ever like try to nuzlocke that shit. But I would play through that casually just because sounds, of the yeah, it chaos like a lot of fun. it would offer. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've never done an Iron Mon or anything like that, but I know a lot of friends who do. Uh, and then I guess there's like shiny hunting, which is kind of a challenge. I don't, I don't know. I've done a little shiny bit of shiny hunting. Shiny hunting's its own league. Yeah, shiny hunting's always cool. Uh, Have you caught as, any shinies? Yeah, so when Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl came out, I started shiny hunting in that. I started radar hunting. Oh, yeah. And I got probably like 15 shinies. Nice. Maybe a little more. It was pretty fun. What's your, what, what's, what is your favorite shiny? Uh, Golbat. Shiny Golbat. Oh, the green Golbat? Yeah, it was my first <laughs> shiny. It looks so good. That's okay, my nice. goat. <laughs> that's my goat. Nice. I like Umbreon's shiny. Umbreon's is really good, yeah. That's definitely The black classic. and the, the little blue instead of the yellow is really nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love shiny Umbreon. What would you say to somebody who's looking into getting into Nuzlocking? So here, yeah, here's what I will say if you're looking to get into Nuzlocks. Firstly... Pick a vanilla game first, whatever is your favorite. Uh, just like doesn't matter. Whatever game's your favorite, Nuzlocke it. Um, you'll you'll enjoy it the most. Um, two, there's a lot of people, not a lot, there's some people in the Pokemon Nuzlocke community that will try to gatekeep rules. Um, if you're not playing hardcore plus plus Giga Chad rules, then you're not valid. That's stupid. Play however you want. Um, Nuzlocke, it's, it's an arbitrary challenge. Just, just literally play however you want, whatever's fun for you. A Nuzlocke is defined by two things, and that's permadeath and one encounter per route. Just like any variation of that can still be a Nuzlocke. Just like have fun with it. Um, pick your favorite game. Uh, you can do a randomizer. Do whatever you want. Um, just like, just play. It's supposed to be fun. It is supposed to be a challenge. Of have a kids fun game with it. To have fun. Just try to have fun. It, it's, it's not that serious. Um, but I would recommend picking your first game. Or, sorry, not your first game, your favorite game. Your favorite game to do it in. Alrighty. Uh, those are definitely some good words to get into it. I'm definitely, I definitely, I think I might try to get one in, into one maybe later this year. Once I've done everything else that yeah, comes yeah. out this year. Let me know if you have any questions or like anything. I'm Absolutely. Glad to help out. Absolutely. Okay, with that then, I think it's time for us to start closing out the podcast and jump into the bonus level. Wacky lists, weekly reports, and a look back at video game history. Here's this week's bonus level. Uh, it's starting off. Uh, we have the community corner, but we do not have any questions this week. But if you do have any questions to submit to the podcast, you can join the official Tony's Game Lounge Discord. And we have our question submissions tab that you're able to submit to weekly. 
Um, and your questions will be put into the following week's episode. Uh, and to join the Discord, just head over to our Twitch channel, which you'll hear at the end of the episode. From there, moving on to top five. Top five Pokemon that you've used in a Nuzlocke. This one's specifically for you. Let me think of the best. The best Pokemon I've used in a Nuzlocke. It's, a, it's an interesting question because Nuzlocke, you can use so many different things. Yeah. So I would say, I guess in no order. Uh, in Renegade Platinum, Flygon is a pseudo-legendary with the bug dragon typing. And that was really fun to use because I had a plus special attack nature on mine. And it's like Ooh, base nice. one, like 35 special attack or something. It was insane. Um, that's definitely in there. Cofagrigus in Blaze Black 2 is a ghost steel type which is oh, insane with an insane defense stat. That was so fun to use. I didn't get to use it on my winning attempt of that, but that was insanely good. Torterra in my most recent Renegade Platinum Hardcore Plus Nuzlocke was the absolute goat. He gets shell armor, so he can't get crit. He carried me so hard in the, the Elite Four for my Renegade Platinum Hardcore Plus Nuzlocke. Insane Pokemon. Furret in Blaze Black 2 Redux has been the absolute goat. I don't know really? if it's top five, but it. it's definitely something to know. Yeah, for it, it evolves at 15, which is my cap for the first gym, and it's really good for the second gym. Uh... It's just been overall solid. And and then I guess like any any game where I get to use Slowbro. It's like one of the most fun Pokemon to use. Alrighty then. Uh, that's this week's top five. Moving on to this week in gaming history, here's what happened in the past from April 4th to April 10th. On the 4th, 2017, Sega released Persona 5 for the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 3 in North America. On the 5th, 2004, EA Sports released Fight Night 2004 for the PS2 and Xbox in North America. On the 6th, 2001, Warner Bros. released the animated feature film Pokemon the Movie 3 to theaters in North America. April 7th, 2009, Atari released The Chronicles of Riddick Assault on Dark Athena for the PS3 and 360 for the, in North America. April 8th, 2001, Nintendo released Dr. Mario 64 for the N64 in North America for 30 bucks. April 9th, 2007, Nintendo released Super Paper Mario for the Nintendo Wii in North America. And lastly, on April 10th, 1998, Nintendo released Yoshi's Story for the N64 in Europe. The achievement of the week this week is in the Kaido Files DLC for Lost Judgment. It's Escaping a Daydream, which is to defeat all the masked warriors. And the game of the week, I'm giving it to LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga because that game looks extremely promising for a LEGO game, which I am very, very excited for. And with that, Squirk, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, dude. It was, it was a blast. I yes. appreciate that. Where can we find you on the internet? Uh, so I guess primarily my Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Squirk underscore. A lot of people forget the underscore. Uh, hoping to get partnered later this year so I can remove the underscore. <laughs> <laughs> Let's but, go. Um, uh, twitch.tv slash Squirk underscore. Um, I think for most of my socials, it, it's... I guess probably on YouTube, it's it's just Squirk on YouTube. I have one video. Um, Twitter, it's Squirk underscore. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. I have a TikTok, it's Squirk. It's either Squirk or Squirk underscore on everything. Uh, Twitch, the important one is Squirk underscore. So you, you should find me. I'm on those things. <laughs> Excellent. And of course, you can find me at uh, Radio Tony on Twitter. 
and at Tony's Game Lounge on Instagram, TikTok, and twitch.tv slash Tony's Game Lounge, where we stream just kind of anything and everything. Uh, we're going back to gonna hope to see some new Yu-Gi-Oh! content within Master Duel, so we'll be streaming that, and then we'll be starting up Stranger of Paradise very soon. Squirk, uh, thank you once again for coming on. Yeah, dude, thanks for having me. I really It was a lot of fun. I appreciate yes. that. Yes, it was. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in. We will be back next week with a brand new guest back here in the Game Lounge. Bye! See everyone. Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch for more updates.